Hey, ass butt. Hey y'all, Rochelle here. And Lynn. If you like our podcast, be sure to rate and review us on your podcast platform. Or share us on social media so more folks out there can join the Idgits and Aspets family. And don't forget to subscribe as well so you automatically have our newest episodes. Hi. 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 Oh, sorry. <laughs> Before we get started, I think Travis is coming home to get some lunch because he didn't bring one. And so the dogs might go a little bit berserk. So I'm sorry in advance if that happens. <laughs> okay. No, we're also Killian's home sick today. So there could be, you know, Killian barking. No, probably not barking. <laughs> and now he's barking. No. So anyway, um, also before we get started, I want to say Happy Valentine's Day because it's tomorrow. Happy Valentine's Day. Happy Valentine's Day. I'm gonna eat all the candy, and hopefully <laughs> I can convince Eric that we need to have curry. That's my goal. <laughs> if not, um, <laughs> what happened? What, what you do? I swear she's got the best timing. Like she can't even hear what you're saying. But you're like, I'm gonna make like try and see if we can have some curry, and she goes, <laughs> That's hilarious. I think she can hear me with her dog hearing. I don't know. Because maybe. I feel like she only does it when when I say something. <laughs> okay, she does it when I say stuff a lot, and she could just be like we'll be watching TV or whatever and she'll be like half asleep and just, you know, it's like, <laughs> she's so dramatic. Like what's the, you're one year old, man. How hard is your life actually? You know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, she's so cute. That's okay. She's just telling it like it is. Right. Yeah. And apparently, apparently she <laughs> finds us. Nobody should groan at curry. Curry is good. Maybe she was just, you know, concerned about the, the bathroom experiences later. <laughs> I don't know. Right. It's like, oh no. <laughs> yeah. With her super dog smelling, you know? Like <laughs> it, prob- it probably takes <laughs> <laughs> it probably takes a toll. So yeah. Okay. <laughs> so today we are talking about season 10, episode 17, called Inside Man. So we start out with uh Sam and Cass sitting at a table. Uh, with a middle-aged man who is wearing glasses, he's kind of balding. Um, they're all holding hands around this table, and the old dude is chanting. Uh, suddenly, the lights start flickering, and the table starts shaking, and the candles on the table shoot some flames out of their tops. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay. Uh, yeah. Uh, let's see. So we cut to inside a living room. There's a recliner and lots of full bookcases. Uh, the stereo is playing the song The Gambler, uh, which is one of my dad's favorite songs, which is why I wrote that. Um, we see, huh? What? You gotta know when to hold them. <laughs> no when to fold them. Yep. Anyway. <laughs> you can keep going. I don't care. Nope, I'm good. I don't know the rest of the words. So. <laughs> okay. Um, I can hum it to you, but I have no idea what the actual words are. Yeah. Okay. 
I don't know. I don't know all the lyrics either, honestly. Um, okay, so we see uh, that there's a man sitting in the recliner, and his name is Bobby Singer. Yay! Bobby. I'm so happy to see Bobby. Okay, so um, we understand at this point that this is a very nice version of Bobby's house. I don't really see it being cluttered or grimy. I mean, there's yeah. some clutter, the normal book clutter, you know, but um, mm-hmm. but it's nice. It's a more cheerful uh, version. Um, and this is Bobby in heaven, which is kind of lovely. Also, it's kind of sad that Bobby's perfect. Like, rub it in, why don't you, you bastards? <laughs> well, like, there's nobody else there. Where's his wife? You know, like, that kind of stuff. Why are you alone? I don't know. That made me a little bit sad, but obviously... It's what he wants it to be, so he's content. But anyway. Well, and it's interesting, too, to me, because, like, I mean, I th- I don't know if they've already said this or if they say this in the future. It's not really a spoiler, but, like, everybody kind of gets their own heaven, right? Mm-hmm. Which, okay, but, like, so they're just by themselves for eternity? Doesn't that seem kind of, like, awful? I'm, you know, like clear about this uh, and we do like I mean you do kind of see that in this episode that everyone's got their own little heaven but like so I know that they've touched on I believe that like soulmates share a heaven right okay but like yeah that's like, true say, uh, somebody, so say you're not doing that but like aren't there other people there but they're not real like isn't that you know, is that wrong? So do you remember when, um, I don't remember what episode this was, but where their boys are in heaven and they meet with like Ash and then like Pamela, you know, the girl who got the psychic got her oh, eyes burned yeah, out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. She was talking about her heaven being like a, I don't remember what band, but just like a never ending concert. And like, I would think then that like the band is there in her heaven, even if it's not truly that band, but like, yeah, right. So you have, you know, other people there, but they're not real. I am confused and want these answers. What do you think? Yeah, it doesn't like they kind of give conflicting. Remember when Sam? Yeah, because when they were up there, Sam was like reliving that like Thanksgiving dinner or whatever with that family. Remember that like teenage girl who was rubbing on his thigh? Yeah. So there are other people, but they're more like memories or I don't know. I want this answer. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. The whole thing is kind of weird to me. Like, they don't really, like, I don't know. They, they talk about it more later on, but also, like, up until now, it's like, okay, like, you're alone. Oh, wait, no, you've got other people. Oh, wait, now it's, like, this ideal situation. Oh, wait, now it's this. And it's just, like, it doesn't, yeah, I don't know, whatever. All right, okay, so, uh. (laughs) Bobby suddenly hears Sam's voice coming through with some static on the radio. Um, Sam's voice says, Bobby? Bobby, can you hear me? Bobby looks over at the radio. Uh, Sam says, Bobby, we need your help. Bobby says, Sam? (laughs) And then we got our opening title sequence. Uh, So we cut to 24 hours earlier. Uh, We are in the bunker in Sam's bedroom. Uh, Sam wakes up suddenly to the sound of Dean screaming from down the hall. Uh, Dean yells, Sam! Kind of like that. (laughs) (laughs) Sam gets up and starts running down the hall. He busts into Dean's room, but Dean is asleep and having a nightmare. Uh, Dean says, no, 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 no. And then we cut to inside of Dean's nightmare. 
Uh, we see Dean killing Lester. Lester's that guy who like sold his soul to kill his cheating wife, right? That guy, that like douchey guy that Dean I killed. So yes. Uh, and he also sees himself killing Abaddon and torturing Metatron and his, I think it's his last fight with Kane. We hear Kane's voice say, my story began when I killed my brother and that's where your story inevitably will end. Uh, suddenly Dean wakes up and sees Sam watching him looking worried. Uh, we cut to the bunker library. Sam is on the phone when Dean walks in drinking some coffee. Sam says into his phone, yeah, yeah, okay, just, uh, just be there. Yeah. Gotta go. So Sam hangs up and says to Dean, hey, how'd you sleep? Dean says, like a drunk baby. What do we got? (laughs) (laughs) Sam says. Okay, like, I would like to, (laughs) I feel like that would be a very, oh, God, there's a stink bug in here. (laughs) It's on the ceiling. Sorry, I just looked up because I saw something huge crawling. Oh, God, okay. Um, (laughs) 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 Lost my train of thought. Uh, Drunk baby. Oh, okay. Like, <laughs> I feel like there'd be a lot of spitting up and like <laughs> drooling happening. It'd be a very wet sleep. <laughs> yes, it would be. Absolutely. Ew. Okay. Um, okay. Uh, so Dean's like, what do we got? And Sam says, uh, nothing. Dean says, really? Sam says, yeah, I, <laughs> the look on your face, Rachel, as you glare at that stupid I'm going to have to pause this because it's crawling towards me and I okay. just get rid right. of it. Pause it. Pause it. You're so funny. Okay. <laughs> I'll be back. And we're back. We're back. And I think Bug has been dispatched. Wait, is that the right word? It's gone. That bitch is gone. Okay. <laughs> Distinguished. <laughs> like a go. little flame. <laughs> Oh. Okay, sorry. Uh, okay. Not distinguished. <laughs> distinguished is like, look at me. No. Extinguished. That's yeah. what I was. Oh, God. Okay. It's a good day. <laughs> We're good. Okay. Dean says, uh, like a drunk baby. What do we got? Sam says, uh, nothing. Dean says, really? Sam says, yeah. I mean, uh, no weird deaths, no demon signs. There's a kitsune where kitsune? I think kitsune is how we say it, right? I think so. Uh, I think so, too. Uh, Working some truck stops outside of Boise, but Rudy's on it. So Dean says, all right, so uh, snow day. I say we get drunk and shoot crap. (laughs) Sam says, yeah, except we do that every day. Actually, I was thinking about seeing a movie. Dean says, yeah, that could be cool. Sam says, it's a French movie. Dean says, you mean like nudie French? Sam says. (laughs) Even better, it's about a mime that's secretly a cockroach. Dean says, I don't get it. Mm. Sam says, dude, the New York Times said, Dean says, who cares? Sam says, all right, well, it's playing in Wichita, so I might not be back till morning. Dean says, well, I trust you. Make good choices. Sam says, right, you know, I mean, I don't have to go alone. Dean says, it's fine. Besides, I could use a little me time. Sam says, all right, stay out of my room. (laughs) Dean says, (laughs) totally. Uh, So we cut to some time later. Sam parks his truck by the side of the road, right behind Castiel and his pimp mobile. (laughs) Sam gets out. (laughs) I know. (laughs) Sam gets out and says, thanks for coming, Cass. Cass says, of course, where's Dean? Sam says, this is about Dean. Cass says, is he? Sam says, he's getting worse. Cass, we've gone through every other option possible. we got to talk about 
Cass says, don't say it. Uh, Sam says, do you think I want this? I'm not a fan of it either, but if we want to go get rid of the mark, I'm just saying Charlie's gone radio silent. Everything else we've tried has been a dead end. So Cass says, so I'll drive. <clears throat> so we cut to Rowena's room in hell. She is painting symbols on herself uh, with red paint while standing in front of a mirror naked. I don't think it was paint. Uh, well, it didn't look like blood. It was like it looks like and- blood to me. Oh, it did it to me. It was um, yeah. It just looked like paint, but you know who knows? Maybe she added something to the blood to make it look more. But yeah, it just it just like make the it texture. Look thicker. <laughs> yeah, it didn't look. Yeah. Anyway, okay. Um, Crowley suddenly walks into the room and sees her naked and says, "Oh God!" Rowena quickly covers <laughs> you, herself. Uh... <laughs> Rowena quickly covers herself with a robe and says, "Please, it's nothing you haven't seen before." Crowley says, "You're my mother. I don't want to see anything. I've been to hell. Thanks." <laughs> He's like, "Been there, done that." Rowena says, "Next time, knock." Crowley says, this is my domain. I don't knock. Rowena says, did you want something, Fergus? Crowley says, it's crap. Fergus. Fergus. Yeah. He says, forget it. What are you doing? Rowena says, what do you mean? Crowley says, I mean, you've been nattering constantly at me for weeks, and now you haven't annoyed me for days. You're up to something. (laughs) Rowena says, you're right. I'm seeing someone. I'm a woman. I have desires, needs, and Trent is, Crowley says, Trent, you're dating a Trent. (laughs) Could be worse, probably. Rowena says, he's an assistant manager at Bickerson's. He's not the brightest bulb, but he's so firm. (laughs) Crowley says, (laughs) Rowena says, you asked. Crowley says, just put some clothes on. Uh, so we cut to Sam's bedroom. Dean is on his cell phone. Uh, while he's talking, he rubs, um, <laughs> he grabs Sam's pillow, sits on it, and then rubs his butt all over it. And <laughs> um, then, he does. then he puts clear tape on like the hangout button of Sam's rotary phone. <laughs> and then he rubs Sam's toothbrush in his armpit. That's so disgusting. Dean into the phone says, Rudy, Rudy, hey, look, I know you can handle it, okay? I'm just saying that, uh, you know, if you needed a little assist, I could, uh, you know, all right, all right, all right, all right, chill out. Sorry I asked. I could assist. (laughs) He says, huh, you know me. I'm always good. Hey, I'm fan-damtastic. So we cut to the Heaven Portal Playground. Sam and Cass walk up to the portal and it's guard angel. Uh, the guard angel says, that's far enough, Castiel. Cass says, excuse me? The guard angel says, I have orders. You aren't allowed upstairs. Sam asks, says who? The guard angel says, hold please. Um, the angel inside the vessel, like, you know, wisps out. And then the portal opens a tiny little bit and another angel sort of wisps into that vessel. <laughs> this angel says, hello, Castiel. Cass smiles fondly and says, Hannah. Hannah says, I swear I'd never occupy another vessel, but we need to have this conversation face to face. Cass says, what conversation? Hannah says, what do you want in heaven? 
Cass says, Metatron. Hannah says, why? Is this about your grace? Are you fading? I like that Hannah's immediately like, oh, no, my sweet love muffin. Are you dying? You know? <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> I love it. Um, Cass says, I'm fine for now. Sam says, this is about my brother. Hannah says, because you think Metatron might have information about the Mark of Cain? Cass says, no, we know he does. Hannah says, so he says, but Metatron lies. Sam says, Hannah, we just want to talk with him. Hannah says, no, you want his help. But we both know the only way Metatron helps is... We both know the only way Metatron helps you is if he's free. And I can't let the scribe out of his cell. Not again. He's too dangerous. Cass says, we won't... Hannah says, yes, you will. Because you're desperate. (laughs) Cass says, after all I've done for heaven, after all I've done for you... Hannah says, I'm sorry. Cass says, you should be. <laughs> Sam says, Cass- <laughs> Sassy bitch. <laughs> Cass says, we're leaving? Sam says, yeah, we can't fight off four angels. I guess I forgot to mention that um, a couple angels kind of pop out of the woods surrounding the playground to stand by threateningly. <laughs> that happened. Uh, Cass says, so, so what? You just want to give up on Metatron? Sam says, no, we need him. Time for plan B. We got to break him out. Uh, so we cut to Rowena's bedroom and hell. She's talking with a youngish looking demon. She says, um, I'm told you run, you run hell's switchboard. Tough job. The demon says, it's not so bad. I'm just happy to do my part. Rowena says, you're sure you're a demon. The demon says, you can be damned and a conscientious worker. Conscientious worker. <laughs> what I just try to say. I mean, that's fair. <laughs> Sure, yeah. Rowena says, oh, well, last year, my son, Crowley, was taken by the Winchesters. I need to know where they were holding him, and I'm told he made a call. I was hoping you could trace it for me. The demon says, oh, of course, you are the queen mother. Rowena says, oh. (laughs) Mother. Yes, I am, as a matter of fact. She liked that title, yeah. (laughs) The demon says, he did call, but there was some interference. I can't get the exact location. Would a 10-mile radius work? Rowena says, I'll make do. So we cut to a bar. Some young guys are playing pool and acting real douchey <laughs> about it. Dean walks into the bar, sits down, and says to the bartender, hey, Donnie. Donnie, the bartender, says, hey, man. Dean says, I'll do the, uh, okay, this is a." Uh, some drink that I've never heard of. Herve Vilches? I have never heard of this before. I did not understand it when he said it. I can clearly not read it. I'm assuming he's asking for a fancy drink. How's it spelled? H-E-R-V-E. And it's got a little, like, accent thing over the E. And then the next word is V-I-L-L-E-C-H-A-I-Z-E. I got that one either. Um, and I didn't sound familiar when he said it, like when I was just watching it. So, yeah. okay. Donnie says, you bet. Dean says, thanks. Uh, one of the pool playing dudes, uh, whose name is Ty says, uh, uh, what am I doing here? Sorry. Uh, he just beat his friend at pool and he says, boom, money now loser. Uh, Donnie gives Dean his drink and Dean says, gracias. Uh, uh, sorry, my notes are wonky. Um, Ty says loudly, give me your cash now, right now. Dean asks Donnie, what's up with the Abercrombie rejects? 
Johnny says, college clit. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> I don't know what I just said, but it was not appropriate. I'm so sorry. Pretend <laughs> 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 that didn't happen. Sorry. <laughs> I'll try that again. <laughs> sorry. Johnny says, college kids slumming it. Dean says, Slumming? What are you talking about? This is a nice joint, huh? You got those custom urinal pucks? Ty yells in the background. Come on, bitches. Who's next? 20 bucks a game. 20 bucks. Dean, like, spikes up his hair and then drunkenly staggers over to the pool table and says, yo, yeah, I'll play. Ty says, what, seriously? Ty's friend says to Ty, dude, he's blitzed. Dean says, no, 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 uh, I'm fine, man. I'm good to go. Uh, he pulls out some cash and says, hmm, good to go. Ty looks at the cash and says, he's fine. Grab a stick. Uh, so we cut to Sam and Cass walking down a dark street towards the house. Sam says, so back in the 50s, Oliver Price was a kid psychic. He performed everywhere. Carnivals, Atlantic City, you name it. He was the real deal. Now the mental letters were teaching him how to control his powers when they got, you know, Cass says, brutally slaughtered. Sam says, the point is, he's one of the good guys. He might be happy to see us. Cass nods at all the no trespassing signs on the fence around the house and says, or not. Uh, but Sam knocks on the door and calls out, Mr. Price? Oliver Price? Nothing happens. So Cass says, I'll break it down. Sam says, dude, 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 chill. Cass says, what? I'm helping. <laughs> he's like, what? I'm helping. Sam says, just follow my lead. Mr. Price, this is Sam. Uh, suddenly, the outside light turns on, and Price opens the door. He says, Winchester. You're Sam Winchester, man of letters. Sam says, yeah, how'd you, uh... Price says, mind reader, remember? And you're... He looks at Cass and says, what are you? Cass says, I'm an angel. Price says, no, no, that you can't be. Cass says, why not? Price says, because I'm an atheist. <laughs> That's not like, how that works. <laughs> oh, wow, okay. Uh, Sam says, not anymore. So Cass and Sam go inside the house, and they all go into Price's living room. Uh, Cass says, uh, I think they're looking at a picture, but I forgot to write that down. Uh, Cass says, that you? Price says, was me. I don't do the psychic stuff no more. Being around people, it's kind of... Hell, all those brains yapping all the time drives a guy bananas. Cass says, because you hear everyone's thoughts. Price says, well, not yours. All I'm getting from you is colors. But the hippie over here? I'm seeing some creep-ass hobbit-looking fella. A prison cell? <laughs> I love all of that. I love you hippie. I love you just called Metatron a creepy-ass hobbit-looking fella. I love all of it. I mean, he is. Let's yeah. be real. <laughs> Cass says that's heaven's jail Price says heaven's got a freaking jail Sam says yeah yeah it does and we're looking to break someone out of it Price says okay Cass says we have an inside man but we need your help talking to him <clears throat> Price says and if I say no Sam glares at him and says you're the mind reader Price says I'll get my crap uh, so we cut to Dean drunkenly playing pool in the bar with Ty and the other tools. <laughs> Ty mm -hmm. says, 
there it is. Corner pocket. The king is here. Uh, so Ty wins that game, and Dean says, okay, all right, again? Ty says, sure, say $100 this time. Dean makes a big... <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> oh, sneeze. Dean makes a big show of counting his money and says, yeah, make it 300 uh, What do you say? Ty looks at his friends and says, uh, give me your cash. So they do, and Ty puts it all on the pool table. Dean looks at it and says, I think you're a bit short there. Why don't you toss in the watch? Good to go. Ty looks at his wrist and says, my dad gave me this watch. Dean says, I'm sure it's a very touching story. Got a little tear in my eye. Come on, we going to play or not? So Ty takes off his watch and puts it on the money on the table. Dean suddenly stops acting drunk and says, rack him. Sorry, I lost that word. And all my all my notes here. Rack em. <laughs> so we cut to Price's house. Uh, it is the scene from the beginning of the episode. Sam, Cass, and Price are sitting around the table holding hands with the candles, you know, flaming out and stuff. Price says, you got anything that belonged to the deceased? Sam says, yes, right here. And he takes Bobby's hat out of his bag and puts it on the table. Price says, good. Now shut up and hold hands. And then he does his Latin <laughs> chanting. Uh, we cut to Bobby's heaven. Bobby's sitting on his recliner, drinking, when Sam's voice comes through on the stereo. Sam's voice says, Bobby? Bobby, can you hear me? Bobby, we need your help. Bobby says, Sam? Uh, so we cut to the bar. Dean is winning. He points at the pocket the eight ball will go in and says, that one. And then Dean wins. Ty says, you hustled me. Dean says, well, you're pretty quick for a guy who's all hair gel and body spray. Uh, Dean picks up his coat and the money and the watch and heads off to the bathroom. He says, thanks, fellas. Ty looks really pissed off and his friends say, forget it, dude. He's an ass. Uh, but once Dean is in the bathroom, Rowena walks up to them and says, hello, boys. <laughs> hello. <laughs> so we cut to Price's house. Um, Sam says, and uh, that's what's been happening. The short version of it, anyway. You still there, Bobby? Bobby says, yeah, Sam. It's just real good to hear your voice. Sam says, yeah, you too. Bobby says, okay, if uh, I'm understanding right, you got to figure out a way to get the mark of Cain off Dean before it turns him back into a demon. Sam says, pretty much, yeah. Bobby says, so, just another day at the office for you boys, huh? Put Dean on the line. Sam says, Dean's not here. Bobby says, why not? Sam says, we, Dean's, uh, he's not in a good place right now, Bobby. Bobby says, so what's the play? Cass says, each soul in heaven is locked in its own private paradise. That's where you are now. You need to escape. You need to find the gate to earth and open it. Then you and I will find Metatron, the scribe of God. Bobby says, hey, Sam, you remember when this job was just chopping up some fang and tossing back a cold one? Sam says, I missed that. Bobby says, ditto. So, while I'm playing Steve McQueen, anyone going to be looking for me? Cass says, everyone. The angels will not like a soul wandering free. Bobby says, we got a way to slow him down? Sam says, not exactly, but um, you'll figure something out, Bobby. You always do. <laughs> great. Bobby says, listen, I appreciate the warm fuzzy, but I ain't exactly playing on the big leagues these days. I'm mostly drinking and reading the classics. Truth is, I'm rusty. And maybe there's somebody better out there. 
Sam says, there isn't, Bobby. And with Dean the way he is, this is all we got. Bobby says, hell, I'm already dead. What's the worst that could happen? Uh, which, I mean, yeah, that's true. So, <laughs> I mean, fair. Like, what are they going to do? Put you in a different heaven? Right, right. So we cut back to the bar. Dean walks out of the bathroom and finds the bar completely empty, except for Rowena, who's drinking some red wine. <laughs> Rowena <laughs> says, Dean. Dean says, Rowena, what's a nice girl like you doing in a place like this? I'm sorry. Did I say nice girl? I meant evil skank. Rowena says, you say that like it's an insult, but nice girls, they're pathetic. Here's to evil skanks. <laughs> I kind of like that. That kind of makes it go, oh, yeah, fuck yeah. Okay. <laughs> uh, suddenly, Dean gets attacked by Ty and his tools. <laughs> we see that Rowena has put the animal attack spell on them. Um, Dean says, whoa, fellas, what did she do to you? Dean attacks them and almost stabs Ty with a broken pool cue. Uh, but then he has a flashback to when he killed Lester and broke Charlie's arm and some of the other fights. Uh, so Dean drops the pool cue and gets attacked by Donnie, the bartender, who is also under the spell. Um, so Dean kind of just, you know, easily kicks all their asses until they're all unconscious. <laughs> then Rowena rolls up her sleeves and we see the red symbols that she painted on her arms. She says, someone's tougher than he looks. Dean says, you have no idea. Rowena chants some Latin, and light shoots right out of her at Dean, but does nothing. She says, not possible. Dean grabs Rowena and pushes her down on the bar with a knife at her throat. He asks, what the hell are you doing here? Rowena says, saving my son. Dean says, your son? Rowena says, Crowley. Dean says, Crowley, Crowley? <laughs> Rowena <laughs> says, my son is a king, a god, or he would be if you didn't. You snap your fingers and he comes running like a wee lapdog. Dean says, lady, I don't know what you're talking about. Rowena says, you're a good influence on him. That's why you need to die. <laughs> Dean <laughs> says, well, sorry your little light show didn't work. Rowena says, oh, I'll try again. Dean says, what, you think I'm just going to let you walk out of here? Rowena says, I think you're a hero. You could have killed those men, but you didn't because they're innocent. Because you're the good guy and you want them to live. But the spell I cast will devour them from the inside out like it did that girl. And we get a flashback to uh, season 10, episode 7, called Girls, 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 where Rowena cursed um, the woman in the hotel hallway. Uh, in the flashback, Rowena chants, Impetus Bisterium. Uh, and Dean asks, what did you do to her? And then we see the girl die because the spell makes uh, humans kind of burn out real quickly. Uh, back in real time, Rowena says, I'm the only one that can save them. What's it going to be, hero? Uh, so we cut to Bobby's heaven. He is still on the weird radio call with Sam and Cass. <laughs> he says, so where do we start? Cass says, you need to find your heaven's escape hatch. Look for something that sh shouldn't be there. And that's your way out. Bobby looks around and then notices a string sticking out from the rug he's standing on. He pulls on it and a door in the on the blah, 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 a door on the wall suddenly opens. Um, it's uh, where am I here? Sorry. Bobby says, uh, just when I thought I was out, they pull me back in. And then Bobby <laughs> walks out into a hallway. Uh, it's bright and boring in this hallway, and there's lots of, like, doors all around. We get close to one, and um, 
or we get close to Bobby's and it says his full name and his, uh, you know, date of birth and date of death. Um, all the other doors around him. I'll say Robert Singer. <gasps> Sorry. What's happening? <laughs> There's a stink bug. Where are they coming from? It was just crawling on me and now it's on my cup of tea. Huh. I'm going to pause this for a second again. Sorry. <laughs> Okay, it's it's taken care of. (laughs) (laughs) It's okay. (laughs) I'm so sorry. (laughs) I'd be freaking out too. Honestly, that yeah, I don't like stink bugs. They're big and weird, and you know, maybe stinky if you smush them. And oh, I don't like it. Well, and like, I don't know where they're all coming from. That's the thing is like there's been two in the last like half an hour, and I don't know. How they got in here and yeah, like how did the one too. get on me without me knowing it? Well, I don't want to think about that. I'm not gonna think about that because okay. I hate it. Anyway, okay. <laughs> okay, so Bobby's in the hallway. He's looking at the other doors around his door. They all say Robert Singer and have different, you know, birth dates and death dates. So whole lot of Robert Singers in heaven. Okay. <laughs> uh, suddenly an alarm starts sounding. And Bobby says, balls. Um, So we cut to Rowena's room in hell. Uh, She walks in, super pissed about her encounter with Dean. She throws her cloak on the floor uh, and then looks into a mirror. Uh, Then she picks up a knife, uh, which is not good. Uh, We cut to Crowley's throne room. Crowley is sitting there doing paperwork when Rowena walks in. And she is all banged up and bloody. Crowley says... Rough date, mother. Rowena says. <laughs> Rowena Jeez. says. I like it. She says, Dean Winchester did this to me. Crowley says to his hench demons in the room, get out. A minion says, yes, sir. And they all leave. Crowley says to Rowena, why were you anywhere near Dean Winchester? Rowena says, I was trying to kill him. Crowley says, been there. Never seems to work out quite the way you want. Rowena says, the spell I cast should have ripped him apart, but Crowley says, it was like Dean was protected from on high. It's the mark of Cain. It never lets its host die easy. Rowena says, the mark? It's just a curse. The first curse. But still, it can be removed. Crowley says, how? Rowena says, I'll find a way. Crowley says, you do that. I assume you had a reason for this little suicide run of yours. Rowena says, the best reason, you. Those tumshies? 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 I don't know what that means. Whatever. Maybe I wrote it wrong even. So, anyways. uh, What's that spelled? T U M S H I E S. I got it from there. Whatever. Okay. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, They have you on a leash. I thought if they were gone, you. Crowley says, I know what you thought. And I know that you are wrong. I have Sam and Dean exactly where I want them. What do they say? Friends close, enemies closer. Rowena says, maybe they were your enemies once. But now, please, do you even care that Dean Winchester mutilated your mother? Crowley says, because you were stupid. Rowena (laughs) says, because I love you. Well, if my suffering's not enough, you know how much demons gossip. Right now, word's already spreading about all of this. If you do nothing, you'll look weak. Your subjects will start to doubt you and mock you. Then it's just a matter of time before you have a revolt on your hands, before you lose your throne. Crowley says, you're playing a dangerous game. Rowena says, 
and it's your move. So you can't kill Dean. Fine. Take him, throw him in some dink cell, and let him rot. But do something. No more stalling. No more excuses. Show them how strong you really are. Be a bloody king. Uh, so we cut to Sam and Cass sitting in the pimp mobile, staking out the playground where the heaven portal is. Cass says, you sure you can handle this? Sam says, he's Bobby. He can handle anything. So we cut to the hallway in heaven. Uh, Bobby is letting all of the Robert Singer souls out of their heavens. Everyone is, <laughs> yeah, it's pretty funny. Everyone is standing around looking really confused. Uh, Hannah and a few other angels come around the corner and stare at them. Hannah says to another angel, what? Find out how this happened. Excuse me, gentlemen. Gentlemen and lady, uh, because there is, I believe, a Roberta singer there. I'm not sure. But, uh, there's something, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I think I so, yeah. Uh, Hannah says, I need you to return to your heavens in a calm, orderly manner. Bobby kind of pops out of the crowd and says, oh, yeah? Who made you boss? One of the <laughs> other souls says, right? Another soul says, who the hell do you think you are? Hannah says, <laughs> Hannah says, let's go, gentlemen and lady. Uh, the Bobby souls all start shoving around and trying to get past Hannah and the other angels. She says, gentlemen, easy, please. Bobby sneaks past them and runs down another hallway. Uh, we cut to Dean at the bar. Uh, he's sitting there drinking and Crowley appears next to him. Dean says, been waiting on you. Crowley says, squirrel. Dean says, Boris, where's Natasha? Crowley says, would it make a difference? Dean says, not really. So, we're going to do this? Uh, we cut to the heaven hallway. Uh, we see kind of a lone angel standing guard in an empty hallway. Uh, his, uh, I don't know what I wrote here. Uh, a voice comes through on his angel radio and says, the Bobbies are fighting back. All hands. We need all hands. They're surly. I repeat, the Bobbies are surly. <laughs> <laughs> to which I lol a lot. <laughs> That's a really good description of, of Bobby. <laughs> so, <laughs> uh, so Bobby is searching around, and we hear Cass's voice uh, in a flashback. Um, in the flashback, Bobby asks, if I find a way out, then what? Cass says, the gate is behind door number... Uh, and then in real time, Bobby comes across door number 42, and Bobby says out loud, 42. So he opens it. Uh, we cut to Sam and Cass in the pit mobile. They see the heaven portal light up, and they get out of the car and run towards it. Sam shouts, go, go! Uh, then Sam attacks the angel standing guard, while Cass, like, kind of epically, slow motionly jumps through the heaven portal. <laughs> we cut to uh, a heaven hallway. Cass slides into the hallway through the open door, and Bobby is waiting. Bobby says, welcome to the party, and then helps Cass get to his feet. Cass says, the prison. It's, uh, it's close. Bobby says, uh-huh. Cass, where's Dean? Cass says, what? Bobby says, you heard me. Cass says, Dean's, uh, he's resting. He's, he's sick, and Bobby says, try again. Cass says, Dean doesn't know we're doing this. Bobby says, Bobby says, well, that's a page right out of the Winchester playbook, ain't it? Cass says, Dean has given up. Bobby says, and you idiots haven't. Cass says, would you? Bobby says, hell no. <laughs> I don't know if you heard that. She's, uh -huh. Not. Uh, okay. 
So we cut to the bar. Dean and Crowley are sitting there drinking together. Dean says, look, I'm not saying that I don't want to slice and dice the witch. I'm just saying that that's not how it went down. Crowley says, so she's a liar. Dean says, must run in the family. Crowley says, mother says that the mark is just a curse and can be removed. Of course, she doesn't know how. Dean says, figures, but I'm good, thanks. Crowley says, who is the liar now? She says, I've gone soft. Dean says, you have. What? Yeah. (laughs) Dean says, yeah, maybe it's all the human blood that Sammy pumped into you, you know? Maybe it's a, I don't know. I don't know, but the old Crowley, he would have come in here with hellhounds and demons, and we he would have blown the roof off the joint. Now, you don't want to fight. You wanted to talk. And maybe I've changed, too. Here I am playing Dr. Phil to the king of hell. Never saw that coming. <laughs> Crowley says, maybe we're getting old. Dean says, never saw that coming either. But uh, what is it, huh? Why are you letting Mommy Dearest tie you into knots? Crowley says, because we're family blood dean says that's not the same thing a wise man once told me family don't end in blood but it doesn't start there either family cares about you not what you can do for them family's there through the bad good all of it they got your back even when it hurts that's family that sound like your mother okay so we cut to heaven's prison Cass and bobby are standing outside a metatron cell Oh, I hate Metatron so much. I'm so annoyed that we're still, like, talking about him. Fuck. Okay. He's an, just, he just needs to go away. <laughs> it's just so infuriating. Just looking at him, he's not even talking. And I just, like, ugh, you know? Yeah. Just feel- I wonder if there's, like, anybody that actually does like him, you know? And I would be... <laughs> interested to see like why they liked him if they did you know because like ew <laughs> I mean obviously he's you know playing his part very well to incite such a big reaction but like but damn dude okay uh, <laughs> Tron says well howdy fellas Bobby says this is the scribe of God he looks like a fraggle <laughs> uh, Metatron says you never watched Fraggle Rock? It's like a Muppet thing. No. Oh, it's so cool. All right, you're going to have to watch it because it's good. <laughs> um, okay, uh, Metatron says, I'm going to take that as a compliment. That was an excellent program, which I agree. Uh, <laughs> says, Metatron, we are here. Metatron says, I know why you're here, Astiel, <laughs> and I'm not interested. I told you I would rather die than let Dean Winchester use me as his personal punching bag again. Cass says, don't worry. Dean's not involved. You're going to be my punching bag. Metatron says, ah, the B team, huh? Bobby says, Metatron says, interesting. Keys are over there. Chop, chop. Bobby says, are you sure this is the only way? Cass says, unfortunately. Uh, So we cut to the portal playground. Metatron and Cass come through and greet Sam. Metatron says, Sam-tastic. Miss me? Oh, smell that? That smells like freedom. Well, let's go. I call shotgun. Cass says, you don't get to make demands, Metatron. You're not in charge here. Metatron says, oh, I'm afraid I am. I know about the mark. I have your grace. I make the rules. It's called leverage, boys. Learn it, live it, love it. (laughs) 
Catholic so full of himself. That's what pisses me off the most is like he thinks that he is truly invincible and that he is literally like nobody is better than him. That's Mm -hmm. what pisses me off the most. Yep. Agreed. Uh, Cass looks at Sam, who nods, and then Cass pulls out his angel blade and slices Metatron's throat. Uh, his grace starts leaking out. <laughs> and, <laughs> I know. And uh, Cass collects it in a glass jar and then heals Metatron's throat. And then Sam shoots Metatron right in the leg, which, yay! I like it. <laughs> and Metatron starts groaning and falls to his other knee. Uh, he says, ow, ow! Cass says, we have your grace, Metatron. You're mortal now. So you will answer our questions. Or Sam will, uh, what's the phrase? Blow your friggin' brains out. It's called leverage, Metatron. <laughs> Sam says, learn it, live it, love it. How do we get rid of the mark? Metatron says, I don't know. So Sam aims, aims his gun at Metatron's head. But Metatron says, I don't know. No, it, it's old magic. God-level magic, or Lucifer-level, but you can't ask him exactly, can you? Cass says, what about the tablets? Metatron says, no, there, there's nothing in them about the mark. Sam says, so when you said the river ends at the source, that was... Metatron says, I was just making up crap, trying to buy time till I could screw you over. Sam says, no. Metatron says, what? It worked before. Cass says, he's telling the truth. Sam says, what? Cass says, shoot him. Metatron says, no, 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 your grace. I wasn't lying about that. There's still some left. I'll take you to it. Sam says, it's your call, Cass. Uh, So we got to Rowena's room in hell. Crowley walks in. Rowena says, is it done? Crowley says, we're done. Get your things and get out. Rowena says, you aren't serious. Crowley says, deadly. Rowena says, but I'm your mother. Crowley says, you may have brought me into this world, but you were never my mother. Rowena says, so you're choosing the Winchesters. Crowley says, I'm choosing me. I put up with your lies, your sad little schemes, because no, because maybe you were right. Maybe I did lose my edge, but that ends now. Tell me, Rowena, if I were not the king of hell, would you have ever bothered to pretend to care about me? Rowena says, you you can't. Crowley says, I can. I'm bloody Crowley. I'm the king of hell. I do what I want, when I want, and I don't take orders from you. Rowena says, everything you have, I will watch it burn. Crowley says, I'll give you five minutes. After that, pray I don't see you again. He leaves, and Rowena looks shocked and devastated. Uh, I don't know how, though. Like She had to know she was going to catch up with herself eventually. Like, no, really? she is <laughs> quite, quite full of herself, you know? Mm-hmm. So, I mean, yes, yeah, she's incredibly talented. Of course, that part is true. But, like, you're also kind of terrible. And that's a bad thing, yo. Like, yeah, like, <laughs> from people. Like, you just like, kind of. not going to be able to keep that up forever. All right. Okay, so we cut to the bunker library. Uh, Dean is sitting there eating a bowl of cereal at the table. Sam walks in and says, hey. Dean says, hey, how was the movie? Sam says, French. What about you? What did you do last night? Dean says, played some pool. It was kind of boring. Sam says, all right, I'm going to clean up. Dean says, yeah. Uh, So we cut to Sam's bedroom. Sam pulls out a piece of folded paper from his pocket. 
And he remembers Cass giving it to him as they ushered Metatron into Cass's car. Uh, in this memory flashback thingy, Cass says, Sam, Bobby asked me to give you this. So in real time, Sam unfolds the paper. It's a letter from Bobby. Sam sits on his bed and reads it. And we hear Bobby's voice saying, Sam, so this is weird, huh? Look, I just wanted to say that Cass told me what you're doing for Dean. And I'm not asking you to stop, but maybe going behind his back ain't the best idea. Your brother, he can be stubborn, but I think he'd understand. And I know it's the life, doing a little bad so you can do a lot of good. But sometimes the bad's real bad, and the good, it can come at one hell of a price. I ain't there on the ground, and whatever you do, I know you'll make the right choice. You're a good man, Sam Winchester, one of the best. And I'm so damn proud of you, son. I was content up here, but getting the call from you, it's the happiest I've been in forever. Uh, no matter what it costs. Uh, so we cut to uh, Bobby's heaven. He is looking at a framed picture of him and Sam and Dean. Then the door opens um, and a bunch of angels come in and stand behind him, uh, which makes me feel like Bobby's about to get in trouble. Mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, Bobby's voice finishes reading the note. He says, so stay safe, keep fighting and kick it in the ass. Bobby. The scene closes. Uh, oh, I don't know why I said that. Um, we... Uh, yeah, so we get a close-up of, Sam, of Sam's face um, as he finishes Bobby's letter, and he totally single man tears, and it's beautiful. <laughs> and credits. Okay, so one thing that confused me during this episode. Um, so when they were talking to Bobby right during the seance thing, yeah, like okay, so Sam's voice was coming out of his little like radio thing. Right. But how are they hearing Bobby? Like, well, also, he... I, Oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah. I don't know where, well, like what they were hearing his voice through, you know, cause it wasn't like coming through the psychic guy or anything, you know, they would have shown no, no, him that's like, what I'm saying. like I, they never I, showed it. No, they don't. I think maybe like just the idea was that it's coming through like, you know, the middle of the table area, I guess. Yeah, it didn't, it didn't really explain that. So that's just kind of what I thought, you know? It, yeah, I was just like, okay, like, it's either like, just like, <laughs> the voice from the skies that's <laughs> happening. Yeah, I think, yeah, like... I think that's what it was. Because if they wanted it to like, be coming out of someone's mouth, they would have shown that. You know? I know. It was just kind of weird to me that they, like, had Sam talk to Bobby through a specific thing, but then Bobby was just, like, talking, yeah. you know? Yeah, that was weird. I agree. I, I had that thought, too, and I was just like, uh... Because like, they made sort of a big deal about showing it coming out of Bobby's stereo, so... Yeah, yeah. And so it's like, okay, so we're just doing one side of this. Okay, you know? <laughs> yeah. But, anyway. Um... Also, I really like how Bobby uh, calls Tori Spelling's book one of the classics. <laughs> like, that's what he's uh, reading. Yep, I noticed that, too. I thought, oh, I meant to write that down. Dang. I remember when I was watching it, I was like, yeah, I got to write this because that's hilarious. And I forgot. Thank yeah. you for bringing that. Yeah. Well, yeah. In, the, in an earlier episode, was it Tori Spelling or was it? I think it was Tori Spelling that he was saying, like, oh, yeah, I like her sort of thing. And it was just kind of like, wait, what? You know, like. <laughs> big crush on her and just think she's yeah. the best yeah 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 I think I think Ian um <gasps> brought that up too okay my other thought um 
at least well i'm not my other thought i have one more after this but <laughs> i have more than two this time um at least like rowena's now kind of thinking about helping whether she like knows it or not with the whole like dean thing because like crowley was basically like oh yeah like you know he's stronger because of this and you could tell immediately she was just kind of like well how do i get this to stop you know like <laughs> so I yeah i mean yes i she does want like crowley to remain king and his have like stay in power but she only cares about that you know just for what it can do for her you know? I know, because apparently like, she's the queen mother now. <laughs> yeah, so even though she's trying to be helpful and, you know, get rid of the Winchesters and all that, it's still very selfishly motivated, you know? Oh, yeah, for sure. But that's the thing is it's like, well, like, you know, like, even though she's like, not doing it for the purpose to help, at least it would help. Yeah, I agree. You know, like, yeah. So, yeah, at least there's that. Also, okay. They keep, like, oh, yeah, he's getting worse. He's getting, for Dean, you know, like, they're like, oh, he's getting worse, you know, like, constantly over the next. Right? They're not showing it anywhere. It kind of drives me nuts because I'm like, okay, you know, so, like, you're sitting there going, oh, yeah, he's getting so much worse and blah, 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 blah. Like, how? All they're showing us is that he is. Yeah, even in moments where, like, he wanted to kill that guy with the pool, with the broken pool cue, like, he doesn't. Yeah. He had himself a little memory and then stopped himself. Like, I honestly feel like that's yeah. an improvement over what's happened before. Like, if anything, all they're showing us in regards to, like, us seeing Dean on screen is that he's actually doing a little bit better. I know. Which so, I don't get that. Like, the only sense to me. Yeah, the only reason we think that he's doing worse and worse is because they just keep saying it. So, yeah, I noticed that, too. Like, every time Sam mentions, like, oh, he's doing so bad, he's doing so bad, I'm like, like, yeah, he's having a great time, but, like, he's handling he's it. not doing I bad. Yeah. So, I don't, I don't know. I agree with you on that. That That is driving me crazy. Like, you need to probably just show us that instead of... Well, and that's the thing is that it's not just like this episode either. Like there's a whole bunch of them that like they like in the next because I just watched through pretty much almost the end of the season <laughs> all uh, last night because we're getting together to podcast this weekend. And I was like, I want to get as many done as I can. And then I was like, I might as well just do another one. I'm tired. I might as well just do another one. <laughs> I got back to like one. But, but my night. <laughs> That's what my night looks like, and I'm excited about it, so. Yeah, like, it was fine, but I definitely was, like, I'm so tired, you know, like, yeah, I don't I know. like that anymore, so, <laughs> anyway, but, yeah, and I, it's, like, multiple episodes coming up where they're just, like, oh, yeah, he's getting so much worse, and he's, like, they keep saying, like, how he's getting significantly worse, even though, like, they're not showing that at all. He seems about the same, you know, like, there's no instances or anything. Like, I wonder why they made the choice to just say that without, like, showing us. Because they're still showing us Dean doing whatever he's doing in each episode. But, like, yeah. it seems you could show that also. So we weren't just, like, having these thoughts about it. I don't know. It seems weird. I know. Like, it it just, it doesn't make sense. Yeah. And I kind of don't like it. It's like, okay, like, you're just constantly saying that bad things are happening but you're never actually showing us the bad things so like I don't really believe you you know but 
anyway, maybe they're just saying overall, but like they're kind of making it sound like day by day he's getting worse instead of just saying like, oh yeah, he's declining. You know, they're like, oh yeah, he's like continually getting worse and worse. And it's like, yeah, but like how, you know, I don't know, whatever. Yeah, I agree. But, um, what was your favorite moment from this episode? Okay, well, I will be surprised if this is not also your favorite moment. Uh, <laughs> but, I mean, this was delightful. Um, but, you know, all the angels in heaven on their angel radio saying, the bobbies are surly, you know. Yeah. <laughs> just, that's wonderful. And I wonder if they're implying that, like, you know, anyone named Robert Singer just is also a surly person. You know, I just, I think that's so funny. I love it. It's yeah. awesome. Yeah. What was your and favorite? I wonder if that has to do with like, I mean, I haven't, it may, it, maybe it's in the interesting facts, but um, I wonder if that's like a kind of a poke fun at the, at like Robert Singer, who's actually like, uh, you know, involved with Supernatural, like the real Robert Singer, not like Bobby. Yeah, you're right. Um, I I haven't heard anything about him in that way. No one's oh, ever. I've never heard anything yeah. about him like at all. So, but I wonder if it was kind of like a joke of like ha 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 ha, you know, like yeah. But anyway, um, wait, what am I? No, I'm like, oh, I've got another, fa- I've got another moment, or not a moment. Oh, hell. Oh my gosh, my brain. I was going to say I have another interesting fact, and then I said I have another moment, and I don't have another interesting fact. I just asked you your favorite moment. (laughs) And I, and yes, we're all over the place. That's okay. What's your favorite moment? Wait, did you just tell me? No, you didn't. Okay. No. Well, same one as you, but also, so I have two. I have the same one as you with all the, the bobbies are surly, you know? Yep. And then the, I'm an angel. No, you can't be. Why not? Because I'm an atheist. It's like, <laughs> I know. I love that. I see that meme works. all the time. I know. I see that meme all the time. It, I was just, like happy to to finally be like, oh, it's from this episode. But yeah, that's yeah. <laughs> that is hilarious. I love that they did that in this episode. Yeah. So. I definitely. Um, that's yeah. That is one that you see a lot. But I I hadn't. I honestly couldn't have even told you like what season it was you know <laughs> so like I saw the guy opening the door and I'm like oh there it is there it is there it is <laughs> I know when he was like oh you know Castillo like what are you and I was like this is it it's happening it's yeah. happening and then when he said like all I'm getting from you is colors I was like yes <laughs> it was like a two for one at the same episode same dude even I don't know surprised me yep it's a thing <laughs> Um, oh, okay. So I found, so this was one of my interesting facts in here. So I I was, anyways, we'll get to there when I, when I get to there. But anyways, um, (laughs) I'm all over the place. I'm sorry. I don't, I didn't get much sleep last night and like, Hey, I don't sleep much in general now. And like, yes, I know it's only going to get worse, but still, you know, like, (laughs) doesn't make it any better. Yeah. Doesn't make it any better. And so. I'm just, yeah, and then, of course, all the hormones on top of it, I'm just, like, a little, little crazy. It's fine. Um, it's okay. <laughs> but anyways, on to the interesting facts. <laughs> um, it says, uh, when, this is, this sounds kind of funny, when Sam hears Dean screaming his name, 
<laughs> the audio is actually taken from the end scene of um, The Rest for the Wicked. Um, oh, when he's in the house? Yeah, when, Dre- Dean, when, Dreen, when Dean screams for Sam while in hell. You know, I actually had that thought. Like, oh, wow, that sounds like when Dean yelled for Sam in hell. But I didn't, I mean, I didn't think of the audio was actually taken from there. But it did remind me of that immediately. Yeah. So. And I kind of wonder, like, why would you take the audio just have him yell again you know like <laughs> I mean maybe it was just like you know to let us know like you know Dean is having a nightmare it makes sense that maybe he's having that nightmare you know yeah maybe that's so, true I don't know um it was just easier than having Jensen yell again I don't probably not I don't know yeah I, don't, I have no idea how all that works <laughs> um so it says Crowley's drink features a miniature devil's pitchfork. I think it always does, doesn't it? Don't they always put that in his mixed drink? Usually he has the umbrella, but I think he has both. Yeah. I think he has both in this one. Yeah. Um, it says one of the contacts in Dean's phone is Sandra D, which so this was going to be one of my inter- or not my interesting facts, one of my thoughts. But like, I couldn't remember where I saw it <laughs> yeah, after okay. watching it. And so I was just kind of like, OK, you know. So, I, I remember, I think he he must have been scrolling to call Sam or something like that. And I saw Sandra D on there, and I was just like, ha, 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 he would, you know, like. I don't get what that means. Like, are we talking about, oh, okay, that was the only, my only, because, like, Sandra D is an actual person that they were talking about in the Grease movie. Yeah. Yeah, so I thought maybe it was a reference to the actual person and not that song in Greece. But I do love that song. I totally know what you're talking about with Rizzo. Oh, and all I don't that. know if it's a reference to the song or the person, but it's a reference from Greece. Yeah, because they, yeah. I love that song. I can sing that whole song. I'm not gonna, but I can. <laughs> <laughs> when I was... I will not. <laughs> I will not do it. I, I could. Um, when I was uh, late teens, I had a friend um, who we called Shifty. Uh, when I first... <laughs> That's uh, not promising. <laughs> When I first met him, he had sort of these shifty eyes. He would look around in a in a comical, on purpose, shifty way. So I started calling him Shifty, um, and then um, we added the D onto the end of that nickname. I will not tell you on this podcast what that stands for, but I will later. And um, so, anyway, so I used to sing that song to him and say Shifty instead of Sandra. Anyways, good times. Okay, we'll move on. <laughs> I think I was probably the only one amused by that, but yeah. Yeah, that poor guy. <laughs> <laughs> You're going to have to tell me about that later. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, it says uh, Chris McNally, um, who's Ty, and I'm guessing Reese Williams. It's R-H-Y-S. Either, I think you could pronounce that Rice or Reese. I've heard it both ways. I guess I don't know the spelling for both of those, but. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um. Anyway, we'll go with Reese Williams, who's Ty's buddy. Um, both previously had small roles in different episodes. Um, McNally played a busboy in Death Takes a Holiday, and Williams played a local in the Wendigo episode. Oh, cool. Okay. Um, it says Fraser Corbett, um, who's the angelic guard, uh, previously had an uncredited appearance in an episode of Supernatural: All Dogs Go to Heaven. Hmm. Um, 
It says around uh, 2440, when Bobby finds his escape hatch to leave his heaven, he says, just when I thought I was out, they pulled me back in. Um, this line is spoken by Mar- Michael Corleone, um, played by Al Pacino in the film uh, The Godfather Part 3, directed by Francis Ford Coppola from 1990. Yeah. Um, it says um, at about 1816, Bobby says, while well, I'm playing Steve McQueen, um, he's, ref- or he's referring to The Great Escape from 1963, starring Steve McQueen, um, a movie about a group of allied prisoner of wars in an escape-proof prisoner of war camp that managed to escape from the camp anyway. Um because Heavenly is supposed or Heavenly, <laughs> Heaven is supposedly escape proof. Okay. Escape proof. <laughs> Listen. <laughs> oh, You're doing fine. Escape proof. I just heard you say escape fruit. Escape proof. That's a hard. <laughs> Why do you gotta put two P's next to each other? That's too hard to say. You're right. <laughs> Um, so it says uh, this is the first episode not to have an on-screen death whoa not uh which doesn't make any sense to me because I feel like we've had an episode that doesn't have a death in it before maybe they just mean like there was a death we just didn't see it maybe that sounds more right because I'm sure there have been well not that I can think of one but I think there's, like, all four episodes that don't have deaths in them. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> but uh, I think this is implying that there was a death. We just didn't see it rather than there was no death to begin with. Yeah. Okay. Um, it says, the song played at Bobby's Private Heaven, uh, The Gambler, by Kenny Rogers, is the same featured in the episode uh, Weekend at Bobby's, uh, the first and only chapter of the show to be focused on Bobby. Mm-hmm. First and only chapter of the show to be focused? That doesn't make any sense. Somebody messed that up. Yeah. I don't know. So they Maybe they meant episode or something? Yeah, I think so. Um, uh, it says, the door to the gate of heaven is behind door number 42. Um, this is a nod to Douglas Adams' um, Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy, in which 42 is the answer to the ultimate question of life, the universe, and everything. <laughs> That's right. I did know that one. Not, I, you know, I haven't read that book, but um, I have read, or boy, I've watched the movie when that came out, and that was super fun, but I haven't read the book, so. Oh, I haven't. Yeah. I mean, I, I've like heard it. of it, but I haven't seen the book or the movie or anything, mm. or haven't read the book or seen the movie. Anyways, <laughs> I'm, this is something else. Okay. <laughs> this, um, <clears throat> it says, Bobby's letter uh, tells Sam to keep fighting. Um, Jared Padalecki, the actor who plays Sam, runs a charity called Always Keep Fighting that funds fights against depression. Um, it says Bobby's letter ends with the phrase kick it in the ass. Um, this is a phrase frequently used by Kim Manners, producer and director of Supernatural until his death in 2009. That's right. Um, it says when Sam and Dean or Sam and Cass are trying to make contact with Bobby, the fire forms the same shape as the fire in Supernatural uh, Lazarus Rising. Um, when Sam, Dean, Bobby and Pamela are trying to contact Cass for the first time. Hmm. Um, it says, Dean asks Crowley, what is it, huh? Why do you let mommy dearest tie you up into knots? 
Uh, Mommy Dearest is the 1978 memoir of Christina Crawford, uh, the adopted daughter of actress Joan Crawford, who described a childhood of abuse, manipulation, and retribution. Huh, I don't know why I thought that was the title of a horror movie from back in the day, but that's what I thought we were referencing there. I did not know. Uh, there might be more than one thing. Oh, probably. Yeah, I wonder. Hmm. Okay. Um, <clears throat> it says... When Bobby escapes his heaven, uh, one of the doors has the name Robert Singer, which is also the name of the producer and director of the show. Um, and then uh, one of the doors, there's a lot of them. Okay, somebody didn't write this interesting fact down very well. Um, there's a lot of Robert Singers. There are. Which yeah. is, in fact, producer and director also. Um, mm-hmm. And then there's a door with the name Roberta Singer. Oh, okay, yeah. I thought that was awesome. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I wonder how many Roberta singers there are. I always kind of wonder, like, okay, you know, like, I haven't met very many Rochelles that are spelled the same way, mm-hmm. but I wonder how many there are in total. Like, can you look that up? I mean, I don't know. I don't know either. I'm sure. I'm sure you can. Have you ever Googled your name? Did you ever Googled yourself? I feel like I did back in, like, middle school because that was a thing that everybody was doing, you know? You should like, do it. And see what comes up for yourself and, like, pictures and all that. Yeah. I'm pretty – well, usually, isn't it just, like, your, you know, Facebook profiles and different, you know, stuff like that? I found some pictures of myself that um, I was not on Facebook. Not recently, but back in the day. Yeah. And I don't remember, like – I mean, they weren't, you know, bad pictures or anything, but like, you know, it was just yeah. like, what's this on here? Like, from where? Like, I think one was from like, someone's like, this? Yeah. someone was from like an old friend's like Flickr account and just like stuff like that, oh. you know? Yeah. And also, yeah. it's just, it's just, you know, you can see who else, you know, has your name and all that, all that fun stuff. So, yeah. And what comes up I'll about you? Like, yeah. yeah, you should. Really Always good to know. Always good to know <laughs> what people yeah. can see. Uh, you know, yeah, it's interesting. I mean, I feel like people don't really Google other people very often anymore unless they're like, I mean, I've never like I'll Facebook search somebody for sure or like Instagram or something like that. But Google like. no. Well, and I think also like if you're trying to get a job, 100 percent that happens. There's a whole lot yeah. of background checks that happen. And Google is definitely a part of that. Obviously, it's not the main thing. But yeah, yeah, yeah for sure. That's a that's a thing you want to you want to know what's out there just for that reason, really. But also, you know, I mean, I know, not like I you could do anything about it if somebody was like, this person is awful, you know, like, <laughs> yeah, but, but I, I have um. I know people who, before going out on, like, a date with somebody, will absolutely, you know, like, an, an, like who they just met or whatever, you know, yeah, they, yeah. they do all the searches, whether, it, you know, Facebook and Google and, and like, everything, even background checks. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Absolutely. Huh. Yep. I recommend that well, if you are going on a date with somebody you haven't met before, too. That is a good, a good idea. Yeah. I've never done that. Yeah. I'm still alive. <laughs> But yep. and I don't plan on going on any more first dates, so there's that. <laughs> but, <laughs> yep. Um, so the last interesting fact on here, it says, um, at the end, when Rowena is walking along a street, um, she's on Hamilton Street between Drake Street and Davie Street in Vancouver, Canada. Hmm. Cool. Somebody must have been like, I know where that place is. That you know? <laughs> right. <laughs> Okay, so <clears throat> <ooh. laughs> our research from uh, this week was 
a stretch. Because... <laughs> uh-huh. We didn't, we couldn't really figure out what to research. And at one point, um, they were talking about the creep ass hobbit looking fella. So we were like, oh, well, maybe like Lord of the Rings something or other. And then we couldn't really find anything Lord of the Rings something or other. So we just went to where Lord of the Rings was filmed in New Zealand and decided to go there because I don't think, I mean, there's nothing in New Zealand other than like probably mention, you know, like, I think Charlie at some point mentioned something to do with Lord of the Rings. I don't know if she mentioned anything about New Zealand or oh, anything. Oh, she but was talking. No, she was speaking about because remember she read she was reading her mom The Hobbit over yeah, and yeah, over. Yeah, yeah, but um, I don't think she like said anything about like New Zealand or the movie I or anything. So. I think it was just yeah. a book. So right, I do, hmm. I do want to say <laughs> it was just the 30 year anniversary for one of the best horror movies of all time. Now, this is relevant because it was one of Peter Jackson's first movies. It's called Dead Alive. I think it's got two different names based on what country you're in. I think the other name is Brain Dead. Um, I've seen it as Dead Alive. It still holds the title. I haven't looked into this in the last five years, so maybe I'm wrong now. But it still holds <laughs> the title for the most fake blood ever used in a movie. And most of that has been during the lawnmower scene. Oh, this movie is great. And it's campy on purpose. It's so bad, Rochelle. Let's watch it. It's obviously I own it. It's wonderful. <laughs> you should see. I was going to say, I think you've like, talked to me about that before. It, yeah. I mean, it's like a cult classic for good reason. It's gross. <laughs> I, feel, I don't know. Like, I feel like maybe I've even made you watch it a long time ago. Like, it's in that. It sounds. It's in that really, what do you what's the lawnmower? There's a there's a killing people with lawnmower scene. You would remember that because it's well, it's very bloody and it's hilarious. <laughs> we'll watch it. It's disgusting. Huh. Yeah. I don't know, like yeah, I don't I know you've talked about it a bunch, but I don't know that I was I've just, actually watched yeah. it. I was just reading an article on it like yesterday or maybe the day before because it, you know, it is the anniversary for it. And um, this article said that he did use some of the same um, locations for the Lord of the Rings from this movie because they're both filmed in okay. New Zealand, you know. Um, but okay. yeah, he's got a couple horror movies under his belt that, he, you know, he did before before he ever got into that epic fantasy thing. So that's huh. sort of, yeah. Before that, he did a movie, I think it was before this one. Maybe it was just after, but it's called Heavenly Creatures, and it's like Kate Winslet, even. I think she's a teenager. That was a fucked up, scary movie. It was really <laughs> good. It's uh, Melanie, I don't remember how to spell this or how to say this woman's last name, Lewin something. Anyway, she's on um, The Last of Us right now. You would probably recognize her, but um, oh, yeah, you like these. Anyway, we'll, we'll go over that one later. Yeah. Anyway, Peter <laughs> Jackson, I love your horror. Also, your hobbits. Hey, thanks. <laughs> hobbits are pretty awesome. I like mm-hmm. the elves, too. Especially, oh, yeah. Especially legless. Yeah. 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 <laughs> um, uh, yeah. So, research in New Zealand. Um, this is off of secretchristchurch.com. Um, and it's nine places in New Zealand that will spook the life out of you. Yeah. It says, if getting spooked excites you, then you've come to the right place. In honor of Halloween, we've rounded up the most haunted known places in New Zealand. 
From creepy famous castles to frightening hospitals and beaches, there's an array of spooky places across the country. But be warned, some readers may find this distressing. <laughs> Here are nine of the most haunted places in New Zealand. First one is Larnach Castle. It's L-A-R-N-A-C-H. I don't know if I spelled or if I spelled that right. If I said that right. <laughs> um, um, Larnach? I don't says, know. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. Um, it says this tourist attraction boasts award-winning gardens that attracts the masses while visiting Dunedin. D- Dunedin? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, um, however, it is also one of the most haunted places in New Zealand. Allegedly, Larnack watched as his young daughter, Katie, died of cancer, and his two other wives died of illnesses in the castle. Additionally, in 1894, Larnack shot himself after running into money trouble and learning his son was sleeping with his third wife. <laughs> oh, How many geez. wives this guy got? Well, I uh. guess apparently three, because he was dead after that one. Um <laughs> <laughs> it says uh, former owners and tourists have reported ghostly sightings, being touched, being pushed, feeling like they're being watched, and more paranormal activity. Yeah. Um, number two is Spirits Bay. It says in Maori culture, uh, this place is known for souls departing to the afterlife. Um, according to reports, spirits have been seen strolling along the beach at night and disappearing at the ancient... Oof. Um, Pohatu. Oh boy. Pohatu Kawa tree? Okay. Sounds we'll good. Go with it. I don't know. Um, it says it doesn't seem as eerie as Larnet Castle, but if you love to experience spookiness, pitch a tent nearby and you can spot the spirits for yourself. <laughs> pitch a tent. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Apparently, it's a supernatural. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> that was really bad. I'm I liked sorry. it. I liked it. I liked it a lot. <laughs> um, number three is the Carlisle House. Um, it says urban myths talk of tragedies in this former orphanage that sits um, surrounded by razor wire fence. For instance, in 1912, an accidental fire killed over 40 young orphan boys, while another tale states that a nurse was burned alive trying to save the children. Either way, paranormal activities have occurred, with people hearing children crying, children laughing, and sightings of a burnt nurse. A, a what? A burnt nurse? Mm-hmm. Ooh, okay. Yeah, like she, she definitely uh, she didn't make it. <laughs> um. The next one is Watomo Caves Hotel. Um, it says, known as one of the most haunted hotels in New Zealand, people have seen, felt, and heard creepy noises and screams while it's said that former staff members roam the hallways and a murdered Maori princess often pulls at bedsheets and moans in the attic. <laughs> Interestingly, another report claims that a male guest killed himself in room 14 after an encounter with a dead princess and blood sometimes drips from his bla- from his bathtub. So only uh, sometimes. No big deal. Only sometimes. Just yeah. sometimes you go to take a bath and there's blood in there with you. It's fine. You know, <laughs> it happens. No. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it says, uh, plus, a maid's child who died in the hotel can sometimes be heard laughing, and hotel guest kids have described a mysterious boy following them. Um, indeed, this hotel is seriously spooky. Yeah, that is creepy. I don't like it. I mean, uh, I want to 
go and investigate, obviously. But, you know, still, ew. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, number five is Napier Prison. Um, Napier? Napier? I don't know. Hmm. Napier? Sure. N-A-P-I-E-R. Yeah, I mean, I would say it all those ways, too. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> um, it says, since being built in 1862, this place is home to a prison, a mental hospital, and an orphanage. Um, drenched in an eerie atmosphere, you can bet it's as creepy as it sounds. Supposedly, serial killers haunt the prison, ghostly faces have been seen, terrifying noises can be heard, and more. The prison even intrigued Ghost Hunters, an international TV series that filmed here back in 2011. If you're not a scaredy cat like myself, you can head on to for a prison tour to try and encounter the supernatural for yourself. <laughs> huh. um, the next one is King Seat Hospital. Um, it says this chilling former psychiatric hospital was active between 1932 and 1999. Today, people claim it is one of the most haunted places in New Zealand. Allegedly, patients endured horrific abuse, while more nurses died at the hospital than patients due to apparent emotional and psychological abuse. I'm sorry, uh, what? I need yeah. more info on what exactly that means. I know. That, I, I got questions. Like, I'm guessing that they off because I mean, the yeah, I think stresses so of work. That's the only thing that, like, makes... That makes sense to me. <laughs> uh, right. Um, uh. So it says uh, people claim that, quote unquote, gray nurses roam the corridors at night and screams can be heard. Though spookers own the par- er, property <laughs> <laughs> now and have turned it into a haunted tourist attraction. Hmm. Um, it says... Uh, there, this next one is uh, St. James Theater. Um, it says, tales of tragedy surrounding performers are deeply attached to this place. For instance, people claim to have heard a wailing woman who committed suicide after being booed off the stage. Oh, no. Oh. Um, <laughs> meanwhile, two different performers, Yuri and Stan Andrews, seem to creep around at night, making noises and turning lights on. This choir er, and a boy's choir is often heard. Um, nevertheless, it's a fantastic place to catch an opera show today. <laughs> okay, <laughs> but, like, if you're hearing random choirs singing and there's nobody there, like, get right the hell out of there, man. You know, like, what I know. Doing? I mean, it makes, I mean, I think it sounds awesome. Like, I would love to go see an opera there and then be like, ooh, maybe it's haunted, you know? And then I'm thinking about Phantom and it's just really happy. And, you know, Patrick Wilson. It all, <laughs> it all, just, it all just ends with Patrick Wilson, I guess. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's all good. It would end for me with Gerard Butler. So there you go. Yep. <laughs> um, number eight is Chateau Tongariro Hotel. Um, it says if you fear the dead, then this place will give you shivers down your spine. Um, this luxurious hotel was a former woman's asylum back in the 1940s and became a center for Air Force staff after World War II. Um, Hotel guests have declared that doors open and close and items move on their own. Feelings of coldness suddenly appear while some guests have found their luggage packed, to name a few things. Oh, actually, <laughs> like, that sounds great. Like, I mean, if it's time to leave, please pack for me. Yeah. But, like, yeah. You know, if it's not time to leave, then you're annoyed. Sure. 
And like, and did like, you separate the dirty clothes? Pack? Like, did you separate the dirty clothes and the clean clothes? Did you pack up my toiletries in their individual, you know, plastic bags in case they spill? Probably not. Right. So, okay, yeah. I'm annoyed. Like, is it all just <laughs> thrown in a suitcase or is it like actually packed, packed? That's what I want to know. <laughs> <laughs> probably not. Packed, uh, packed. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no, probably not. Mm-hmm. Um, it says. Uh, so for the last one, it's the Lake Alice Hospital. Um, it says another brutal psychiatric hospital that will have you jumping out of your trousers. <laughs> oh, factually, <laughs> patients and children were subjected to inhumane abuse here, such as electroconvulsive therapy, sexual abuse, and physical abuse. Ugh. Additionally, former staff describes being touched and feelings of coldness and more. Okay, right after you say sexual abuse, what do you mean by touched? Yeah, that's upsetting. All of that's upsetting. Um, It says the hospital closed in 1999. Um, What happened here is unspeakable, and it reminds us of a disturbing horror film. Doesn't say which one, but it says a disturbing horror film. That's awful. Maybe it's just saying in general. I don't know. Yeah. Um, Certainly, it's one of the most haunted places in New Zealand. Hmm. So, yeah, that's. You said that closed in 99. Did you say that closed in 1999? I think so, yeah. Ugh. Okay. Yeah. But, yeah, it's gross. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, what was your itch grasp up moment from this week? Okay, mine happened um, maybe a couple months ago. Um, I was, so I dropped, so one morning I dropped Killian off at school and then I went to a store um, to, I don't know, I was just running errands. Um, and I, uh, I had to, um, I walked in and I was like, okay, I'm going to use the restroom before I start shopping. So I'm kind of like walking to the restroom and there's, there's like nobody else there. It's like nine in the morning. I don't think they've been open for very long. Like there's hardly anything going on. Um, and in this store is like, you know, a Starbucks, right? There's a lot of Starbucks and a lot of stores and I'm like walking next to it, um, on the way to the restroom. And there's this family walking towards me. It's this mom and the dad and a daughter. Obviously I'm not positive that it was a mom and dad and daughter, but that's what it looked like. Um, Mm -hmm. the daughter is probably, um, I would say the mom and the dad were maybe a little older than me. Um, hard to tell. The daughter was like in her I don't know, mid to late teens. Okay. They're all Mm -hmm. way taller than me. Not hard. Right. Mm -hmm. Okay. They're walking towards me. No one's saying anything. Not a big deal. No one's looking at each other or anything. We're just about to pass by each other. As soon as I, you know, approach, like get to them, the mom shoves her daughter right at me. Like it was unmistakable. The reason I dodged because I'm like that, <laughs> but um, no, now during this whole thing, not one of them looked at me or said anything to me when the mom did that to the daughter, the daughter just looked at her mom kind of laughing in that way of like, oh, mom, why do you always do that? You know, it was that kind of expression mm-hmm. and laugh. And then that was it. And then we were past each other and I, you know, hid in the bathroom. So I was freaked out. What the fuck, man? Like it really, they really seemed like. Like, like I, why would you just shove somebody at random people? Like, yeah, like the vibe I got was like, that's just the way the mom kind of messes with her daughter. Cause she acted like, oh, this happens all the time. I mean, kind yeah. of, I'm just guessing by that very brief few looks that I saw, but it was just like, really? Like, 
I'm walking by a wall of Starbucks mugs. Like, I have no idea how I didn't run into that and drop it all on the ground, you know? Like, it was just like, yeah. what? how is this fun? Like, what if I didn't dodge? She would have taken me out. We were right next to each other. What if I wasn't paying attention? What if I was doing anything yeah. else, you know? Like, it's just like, we would have fallen down. Like, I just... And, like, at a certain point, like, okay... It's one thing if she's, like, just kind of messing with her. But especially when you're involving somebody else. A stranger? Like, yeah. first of all, why would you just shove somebody anyway? Like, that doesn't make any sense. But, like, when you're, like, shoving them at a stranger and, like, oh, here, let's see if I can get a two-for-one. Like, <laughs> I don't understand. I, I have no idea other than, you know, possibly mom just does that to fuck with her daughter. I don't know. It didn't feel great. I'll tell you, it was pretty awful. I have no idea. I, I have no idea. No idea. Please tell me what was going on because that doesn't seem funny. That seems like, you know, assault a little bit. <laughs> like, like, you like, know. First of all, why do you feel the need to shove her if that's what you're going to mess with her with? Like, why push her people? people? She's way taller than me. You know, like, it wasn't a light shove. It, you know, it was definitely like you're going to run into this person and probably knock her over. You know, it wasn't like I kind of wonder if like. They. It seems like a game to all of them, sort of. Yeah, like, but again, like it know. happened and I was past them, you know. Yeah, like, I don't know why. Yeah. Like, maybe they all try and shove each other into people and just like see yeah. what happens or I don't know. But like. Could be. At a certain point, you're going to hit somebody else. And, like, here's the thing. Like, you're either going to knock somebody over and you're going to be like, oh, sorry. Then what do you do? Like, oh, I mean, sorry, was, I didn't mean to. Yeah, no, well, shit, you didn't mean to. No, you know, like, are you okay. kidding me? Yeah. Either nope. that or, like, you're going to knock somebody over or get shoved into somebody who is going to seriously damage you back, you know, like, you don't, like, there, it's either you're going to hurt somebody, and then what are you going to do, say you're sorry, and like, oh, I didn't mean to, yeah, okay, nobody's going to believe that, or you're going to shove them into somebody, and they're going to be like, um, excuse you, and like, take y'all out, you know, like, it's not, it's like, all of it, all of it, I just, I don't understand, I don't understand why that's happened, I don't understand why, People think that's okay or funny. It's really not. Like, I don't get it. It seems completely, like, so out there. Like, I can't make any sense of it. It's not like, oh, well, maybe they were doing this or maybe they were doing this. Like, completely out there. I agree. I totally agree. I was confused and mostly, like, I just didn't want to deal with any sort of situation. You know? I really didn't. Yeah. Like, I, yeah. I, I don't know. I have no idea. Mm-hmm. I, I would love to know. But, yeah, mostly it freaked me out. I mean, yeah. Huh. Um, I don't know. Yeah, that's weird. It was weird. All of it was weird, Rochelle. And it made me feel well, awful. at least you didn't get taken out. I know. You know. Like, at least you were paying attention. Like, and so nothing actually happened, like, as far as, like, anybody getting hurt. But. Yeah. But I easily could have, like, yeah. you know. I came up to that daughter's shoulder, <laughs> you yeah. know, like, yeah, yeah, so, yeah, yeah I probably would have been like, um, what, you know, like, and just like, that's probably all I would have said to them is just been like, um, what, and like, see what they had to say 
about it, maybe. I don't know. Like, I was that like, or I just would have been, like, who's stunned to say anything and been like... That's kind of what I did. I mean, I, unfortunately, you know? unfortunately, in those moments, I wish I was more... I, I wish I could, you know, stand up for myself or be like, you know, any kind of different. But I'm more of like a, okay, you're in danger now. Get out. Get out of your situation. Yeah. It, it depends on who it is. Like, if you're pushing, yeah. like, an 18-year-old into me, I'm going to be like, who the hell are you? You know, like, if it's, like, a bunch of big, tall guys or something like that, I'm going to be like, I'm just going to get out of here. You know, like, yeah. you know, I guess it kind of depends on the situation. But, like. I mean, I just, I didn't, like, think about what to do. I just did it. Yeah. And then was like, I wish I was different. <laughs> but I'm not. <laughs> okay. We all have those moments yeah. a lot. <laughs> True. Yeah. So, I don't. I don't know what that was about, but hey, it made me feel sort of awful. And also, maybe don't shove your daughter. Okay. I know. Like, what's the point? Like, I don't know. Like, it would be one thing if, like, a bunch of, like, teenagers were, like, shoving each other around and just being rambunctious to begin with. But, like, why would you need to shove your kid, you know? Like, and I think it wasn't their kid, but they were all that right age to maybe be a mom and dad yeah. and a daughter. You know? So, yeah. didn't have to be, but that's what it looked like. So, I don't know. Huh. Anyway, yeah, it made me feel real shitty, and now I don't really feel great about going there. This is not the first problem I've had there, so yeah. now now I only go there with Eric. <laughs> but yeah. yeah, I don't know. Great, that's great. So anyway, uh-huh. yeah, what was your Jitter Aswit moment? <laughs> well, speaking of shit, <laughs> so <laughs> oh god, so okay, I went over to my aunt and uncle's house, right? We, so we've started doing this, like, like, craft day for the girls in the family, like, once a month, you know, and we all get together and hang out, and, you know, they have their dogs, so I bring my dogs over, okay, right, fine. That's fun, that sounds really nice. Yeah, um, their dog spends the entirety of the time trying to ride Maisie around. Oh, no. She, which is fun. Like to be fair, does Maisie start it most of the time? Yes, because she pesters him and pesters him, and then he's like, "Fine, I'm gonna like show you who's boss." You know, like it's not like a, you know, a sexual thing at all. It's very much like I mean, dogs do that too. I mean, like Maisie's humped Hunter before to like. This is she for a while. Like there was a good week there where she would every time he was laying down, she'd go and hump his head. You know, like (laughs) why I don't know. But she did, you know. Yeah. And so, like, I mean, not a, it is what it is, you know. Yeah. Not if it makes sense. But, like, I mean, I guess it kind of does, but whatever. So, like, <laughs> I go over to my aunt and uncle's house, right? And, like, usually they have their door closed because that's, they don't want, like, other dogs and stuff. Or just in general, they don't want dogs, like, on their bed and, you know, whatever. And that's where their dogs sleep. So they kind of, like, okay, like, let's shut the door so that way people aren't, like, fighting over, or dogs aren't, like, fighting over beds in the room or whatever, you know, whatever. Well, (laughs) so they didn't shut the door. And Maisie went in within the first, I don't even know how long of being there, and peed in their bedroom. Huge puddle on the floor. Oh, yeah. And it was just, like. She was like, oh, well, this because she's not fixed yet, right? Like, we were supposed to get her fixed last week, but then she was, <laughs> she decided to go into heat. So that's a whole other agent or aspect moment that's, like, <laughs> kind of involved with all of this is that she went into heat right as, you know, a couple weeks before we were supposed to fix her. And it was like, are you kidding me? You know, yeah. whatever. But um, because she's not fixed, she's 
I think part of it is because she's not fixed. I don't know if it's part of it's just her personality. I guess we'll find out when she does get fixed. <laughs> mm-hmm. But um, she has some dominance issues mm-hmm. and was like, oh, well, this is the spot that is your guys' safe spot. So I'm going to pee on it, you know, like because of the other dogs. Right. Like, think, yeah. and so, you know fine you know we clean all that up whatever and all of this all the meanwhile like I've let her out a few times outside like she could go to the bathroom but she chooses not to you know yeah or she does and just like comes up with more later I don't know whatever so at one point we got sick and tired of trying to pull these two dogs apart from like him riding her around right and we're just like okay like they're like we're gonna put our dogs in the bedroom so then that way we can like separate them and just like kind of get rid of some of the chaos at least for dinner time or whatever you know yeah I don't remember what it was but so Maisie kind of is wandering around the house whatever you know like and then we find later I don't know when exactly she did it but later we found so right in front so right at the doorway where these is the two like the French door type situation where you've got the two sides that open mm-hmm. like their dogs were on the other side of the door and one of their dogs was like barking and like, Hey, Hey, you know, and we're like, what in the heck is going on? Whatever. We ignored it. Not that long later though, somebody walked by and realized that Maisie had took a giant shit right in front of the doors. It's like, <laughs> Oh, screw you guys. This is my place now. And yeah. now you're locked up and you have nothing to say about it. You know, oh my and it's God. just like, are you kidding me? You know, like, what are we doing? So I had to pick up poop, right? Yeah. Okay, fine. She's potty trained. She doesn't poop in the house and, like, pee in the house and stuff anymore. Like, she 100% knows and never does it at our house. It's, yeah. like, other people's houses, apparently, that she's like, oh, well, you've got a dog, so this is mine now. And, yeah, you can moan all you want. You know, you <laughs> she it. knows you're talking about her. She's just like, oh, oh, oh. You know? <laughs> Um, but anyway, and so not too long after that, maybe like an hour later, again, somebody walks by. And so all the dogs are out at this point. Somebody walks by their back door, which like nobody really goes in or out, at least not while we're there, you know, mm-hmm. like, cause it goes, I mean, they have to go out on a porch and then go down the steps and, you know, go out there to like go to the bathroom where if you let them outside, they just like kind of take a few steps and they're, you know, yeah. off doing whatever. Um, and there's another pile of dog shit by their back door and it's like Uh, are you kidding me I didn't know you had anything left in you first of all but like mm -hmm. really can we really not take you over to anybody's house that has other animals before you get fixed because you're just marking your territory every single place that you can you know like why the back door you know like She's never gone out the back door, really. Like, mm-hmm. it's a front door situation. So if she had to go to the yeah. bathroom, she would go to the front door, not yeah. to the back door. Like, to the other? Does your other, does the huh? other dog, that does the dog that live this, blah, 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 I am trying really hard to ask you this question. I'm failing. Does the dog that lives there go out the back door to use the restroom or to use the bathroom, you know, or no, the they've got door? two dogs there and like neither one of them really go out that way at all. Like yeah, okay. if we're over there in the summer, like we'll go in and out 
like, mm-hmm. but it's not to let them out to go outside or do whatever. It's like a, we're eating on the back porch or something like that. And then the dogs kind of like follow us out or something like that. So I, see. I don't know. Like, I don't know what the thing is with the back door other than it's kind of close to their bedroom door. So mm-hmm. maybe she just like, this is another spot. She's just going to work her way around the house. I don't know. You know, yeah, like, right. I have no idea. Huh. So, That's weird. Like, a little asthma. Like, we literally can't go anywhere without you shitting on something or, you know, mm-hmm. like, and that's not the first time she's done it over at their house, too. Like, she does that, like, almost every time we go over there, she pees or poops in their house. Ugh, and it's I'm usually so over in that general area because that's, like, their safe spot or whatever. And she's like, this is mine, you know. Uh, I don't know. But... Very no frustrating. Just a little shithead. Yeah, so, literally. Yeah. I know, right? So I'm, like, really hoping that once we fix her that she doesn't do that anymore because it won't be so yeah. much of, like, a big thing of, like, this is my territory. She'll, like, calm down a little bit about it. So. Yeah, hopefully. Yeah. She probably will. Yeah. I hope so. Dear uh, that's <laughs> frustrating. I'm so sorry. I hate cleaning up. Ugh. Yeah. That's, that's a reason I am... Very glad that Eric is actually allergic to all animals because <laughs> yeah. I don't have to clean that up in my house. So, <laughs> yay. Yeah, I mean, if you get a dog that's already potty trained, you go to the shelter or something, that's a little different. You know, like, yeah. we've never really had to do, like, I've never had to, like, potty train a dog until Maisie. You know, like, we've always gotten them from shelters and stuff. And, like, you know, at that point, there's, I mean, they're already, they're potty trained for the most part. So, yeah. Yeah, that is. It's just sick or something that's different, you know. Yeah, right. Yeah, I mean that's true with humans too, though. That you know (laughs) you can get sick and accidentally barf on your floor and all that. So yeah, yeah, but still. Yeah. I I lived with this guy once. (laughs) He had this cat. (laughs) This poor cat. Um, this cat had issues bad issues she when she was a little kitten she ate like an eighth of marijuana like uh, I was not around then so I yeah I don't know that's just what this guy told me so she was crazy she was not a cat that liked to cuddle ever if you went near her she just like and then would freak out and run away like I like this cat because we were both like really anxious <laughs> so we would kind of like bond that way <laughs> but like but it took a year and a half for this cat to like come at me and be like you may touch me you know yeah. so uh-huh. that's yeah but um but this cat had digestive issues probably because she ate a fucking eighth of marijuana when she was a bit I was like bigger than she was like <laughs> yeah, I feel so bad but um but yeah so you would just find like cat puke or like die die everywhere right so oh. and I uh, yes and sometimes you find it by it squishing between your toes you know mm-hmm. I I remember that what that feels like very well so yeah I've done that yeah with all sorts of different yeah it's true out of animals it's great yeah I just oh I throw up the other day actually I'm it's so sorry yeah yeah that fucking cat I love that cat <laughs> Yeah. Okay. Thank you for listening to our <laughs> podcast. <laughs> you can email us at idgitsandaspitspodcast at gmail.com. The word and is spelled out. You can also find us on Facebook and Instagram under Idgits and Aspets, a supernatural podcast. Please make sure to rate and review us on iTunes and email us your Idgit and Aspet moments for a chance to hear your story on our podcast. Thanks again. Thank you. <laughs>